I've learned to have to have the confidence to know that what I'm doing is right for me and my family. And it's not easy. It hasn't been easy. Still, sometimes I'm like having those nights where I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? But I am trusting my own gut. And that's all that matters. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast. And we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. We're in LA. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you're watching this video, you can see that I've just been through a really traumatic <laughs> experience. Really traumatic experience. Okay, we needed to give everyone all the details, but honestly, I just need to share how concerned I was about you during this traumatic experience. Wait, were you really? I was really fucking concerned. First of all, there was like a crisis happening on the Confident Collective end, okay? Yeah, there was. So there was that. And I was like, I can't do anything. I'm blind. So actually, there was two crises. So I had to take care of both of them, and I just felt bad because I didn't want to do anything, like, without talking to you first. But, like, I, I couldn't get a hold of you. I felt bad because I was, like, could not do anything. And then I was so fucking concerned because you made this seem like you were literally going to floss your teeth. Like, this was nothing. You're Like, yeah. it was a no big deal thing. So when I didn't hear from you, when your phone was, like, on Do Not Disturb, I was like, do I need to call her sisters? Like, do I need to get—I know her. She's with her mom. So, like, I guess she's okay there. But I felt, like, very protective. I was like, is she alive? Like, what happened? Did something go wrong? Okay, well, they made it seem like it was going to be so easy-peasy. So, originally— Okay, and by the way, they— As in the doctors of— And also what you had done. What I I had done. I feel like you need to tell people. Okay, so, oh, my God. I I was listening to last week's episode when I was kind of talking about what I was doing. And I just feel like I sound like such a brat. But it is what it is. I'm going to own it. I'm not going to not tell you people. So we all know that I have been self-conscious about this damn lazy eye Mm -hmm. for 15 years of my life. Okay? Mm -hmm. Sue me. I want my eyes to be symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. Wait, is it a lazy eye though? Well, I call it a lazy eye. Okay. It's it's not really. The medical term is ptosis. Okay. So everyone, Dr. Rayanne is in the house. Ptosis is when you have droopy eyelids. The muscles in your eyes, they're just droopy, okay? So, like, most people's eyes are more open. They're, they're sleepy. Some call them bedroom eyes, sleepy eyes, whatever. And my right one, the ptosis is more, or was, more severe. So, my right eyelid drooped down. And when I would get, like, tired or stressed or have a few drinks, it was, like, way more severe. Over the years, I've kind of shared a few stories of people saying things to me. Like one time I was on a date with this guy and he's just looking at me. I'm talking. I've had a few drinks. You know, having a good time. He's like, are you high right now? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, no. He's like, oh, you just look really high. I'm like, that's just my face. Mm-hmm. And then one of my best friends here in LA, Brian, we were at his house one time. This was also the time I asked his friend. I was like, I feel like you want to kiss me right now. And he was like, no. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a traumatic. rough night for you. This was a rough night for me. Ryan looks at me. He's like, do you have a lazy eye? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Thanks for pointing it out. I'm going to send him an invoice for my surgery. I cannot believe he said that to you, by the way. I mean, people obviously think it, but they but, don't say it. But actually, I don't think you have a late... Like, well, I'm surprised that's what people would just call it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, it's just my right eyelid 
is a droopier than my left. So it can look lazy. So anyway, that is the main thing I wanted to You're fix. like, are you 5'5"? Five, five? <laughs> He's like, I'm 5'8 with boots on. Yeah. I'm like, do you have platform boots? Literally. I don't know about. Anyway, we love you, Brian. So I decided to get this fixed. And... It's a completely elective cosmetic surgery, but I just am dramatic, so I'm trying to make it seem like it was completely necessary, which it was. But since I was putting myself through this anxiety, because you have to be awake during the surgery, and... Wait, can I ask a question? Why do you need to be awake during the surgery? It feels, like, really severe that they can't just put you under for a little bit. Because you have to open your eyes. You have to, like, Mm. he's like, okay, look up, look down, because he has to make sure that they're moving right and they're symmetrical, because with TOSA surgery... Everyone, all the rage right now for people is getting the upper bluff, right. is what people are doing. They're removing skin from their eyelids to make them have a more awake look. As mm-hmm. we get older, the skin on our eyelids. This is gets, what I'm going to want Christina one day. Wants it, yeah. Gets droopier. And so it just gives you more awake, awake look. So everyone is doing this. So many people are doing this upper bluff. This is different because he has to go in and tighten the muscle because it's not the skin, it's the muscle. Question Did he do it? On the other side as well? Yeah, so... so you got an upper bluff on one eye and ptosis surgery. No, no, no. I did an external ptosis on the right because okay. that was more severe on the right. He needed to do it externally, which is more invasive, and I'm going to have a scar on my right eye. But he puts mm-hmm. it in your eyelid, so you can't really see it. Yeah. We did internal ptosis on the left, which is less invasive because he does everything from the inside. So mm-hmm. I watched a video on this. He basically puts like a metal plate in your eye, pushes your eyeball down, flips open your eyelid and does the surgery on the inside. Dude, that is so gnarly. No, it's gross. Like I actually have like goosebumps. I don't that. know why I just keep picturing like an eyeball popping out. No, it actually feels like m- the most pain I'm in right now is not the incisions, not the stitches. My actual eyeballs sore. are sore. Like they feel Damn. like they've gotten beat down, which mm-hmm. they did. I also, as I said in last week's episode, I was like, okay, I'm going in there. I'm going to LA to see this doctor who's like supposed to be the best, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get rid of my lower eye bags. So about like a <laughs> week before surgery, I call my doctor. I'm like, listen, can you get, can you do a lower bluff on me while we're in there? And they're like, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, great. Add it on there. I don't care. Whatever. Um, I think it's a lot of the podcast videos that we film in New York has made me really stop. <laughs> Seriously? I know. I'm so ridiculous. So that's what we had. Ptosis and lower bluff. And I should be healed. I mean, this everything should be pretty much back to normal in like six weeks. Okay, wait. I have a few logistical questions. Mm-hmm. So the lower bluff, right? They cut you open and... I, I'm a little confused. Like, there's actually bags under our skin? There's fat. So it's like he get, takes out some of the fat that causes that under mm. eye. Mine were more dark circles. Okay. So to be honest, I didn't ask that many questions about that one because I was kind of like, I don't really want to know the actual how you're going to do it because I was watching videos on the TOSA surgery and it was making me more freaked out. Right. And I was just like... Ooh, I don't want to know how you do it. So anyway, it's something with the fat under your eyes that makes your eyes just look like more awake. Okay. So um, where so they cut you open and they remove though that fat, I guess. And then where do they make the incision? Because like I, I could understand for your upper bluff or like the ptosis is like probably in the crease of your eye, which makes it hidden, right? I think he goes inside down through your under. I, I don't really know. I, I again did not do research, but I couldn't. I heard him scraping. <gasps> 
Dude, I was laying on the table. But okay, I'm sorry. I need to rewind and get back into this. This doctor's office made it seem like this. I was going in for a teeth cleaning. Right. I get there at 730 in the morning. I am on the table by 735. He's like, okay, come on in. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Was your mom in the room with you? My mom was in the waiting room. Okay. Dude, honestly, one of the worst parts was the numbing. What the, those shots hurt really bad. Mm. I remember being like, ooh, I don't like that. Oh, I also was panicking because, I'm sorry, they gave me one Xanax. I'm like, since when are we being stingy on the Xanax? One Xanax before they cut your eyeballs open? Thank you. What? I thought you were getting local anesthesia at least. I had a Xanax and a Percocet. That's it. Okay, Percocet's kind of, you left that a major detail. Okay. Percocets are kind of strong. I've never really, I don't really know about okay, this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so... I but was still, like, but I was still like, they're cutting they, your eyeballs open. But I'm also like, I'm sure all of these little LA women come in here and are five feet tall and weigh a hundred pounds. I'm double the size. I'm right, like, did right, they right. double this dose? Seriously. I'm like, did they double that, the, I was that really. That is fucking fair. That I, is a fair fucking question. I was really panicking that they right. didn't give me enough. Yeah. But then I got there and I was like, oh yeah, I feel pretty loopy. Okay. I went to Dr. Taban in Beverly Hills. He's amazing at what he does, but he, oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Super nice guy. Great guy. But like, he's a little bit awkward, mm. which. I actually like because mm -hmm. I don't really trust these charismatic mm -hmm. plastic surgery doctors on TikTok. I'm like, you can't be charismatic and really good and meticulous at your job. I feel that. I'm kind of like the more like awkward, weird, mm -hmm. the better. Like yeah. I don't want a charismatic plastic surgeon. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just, I don't trust them. I don't like it. Yeah. You're so, like, I'm the personality here. You have your job to do and fucking do it, right? Yes. I'm like, and that's yeah, it. I can tell that he's like very analytical and I, I knew he was good what he was doing. Okay. So... I'm in there, 7.30. We get in there by 7.35. My eyelids are open by 7.37. It was nuts. And I just was trying to focus on my breathing, in and out, in and out. And, and this it, is just in his office, not a hospital or anything. No, it's in his office in Beverly Hills. Okay. And it was done in like under an hour. Hmm. And then I just was not prepared for like, I didn't open my eyes for two days. It was so painful and I started having a panic attack because I felt trapped because I was like, I could open my eyes, but I was just freaked out too. Yeah. So thank God. I wasn't even going to have my mom come. Like oh I was going to maybe see if like you could drive me and drop me off yeah. or like whatever. I just was like, oh, it will be not be bad. I was incapacitated and, for two days. And this is why I was so concerned because you were like, oh, it's not a big deal at all and making it seem like that. Yeah. You were like... We were trying to schedule a call for the Confident Collective. You were like, I could probably do it afterwards. <laughs> and then you just completely go like radio silent. I know. Sorry about that. So I don't know if I'm just being a baby or if they just don't, if they did not communicate how intense it was going to be. Okay. Well, you've obviously done a lot of research on this. So when you're watching these videos and people are talking about it, what do they say? Well, there's not really as much about the Tosa surgery because mm. that's more rare. Everyone does the upper, upper bluff or the lower bluff. And I honestly think if I had the lower bluff, like I would be totally fine right now. Mm. Like I really think that I would be fine, okay. but I don't know. So anyway, it went well. I'll keep everyone posted. I did tell him to go on the edge on the side of undercorrection versus overcorrection. Mm. And I am freaking out because I've never seen this much surface area of my eyeballs. I feel like my eyes are so wide. Mm. And I'm like, it's okay. They're swollen. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But anyway. You also were like, no one would know. No, I kind of was like. <laughs> you were like, no one's ever going to know. Honestly, I do wonder if I didn't say anything. If people would if notice. If people would notice. Yeah. But we'll never know because I haven't shut up about it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my last life update. Mm -hmm. 
is I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was having this conversation where they were talking about this guy and they were like, oh yeah, like I really think the only reason he's still single is because he's so short. And my friend was like, oh, I wonder what people say about me. About like, oh, you know, we love her, but she's single because of this. And I was like, is it bad that I literally think people are like, oh, Rand, we don't know why Rand's single. No, (laughs) that's literally exactly what I would say. Wait, is it really? 1,000%. And I guess she told her mom that and they were like cracking up. But I truly am like, maybe it's because she's tall. Mm. Guys find that. But I'm like, I truly, truly believe that people are like, we don't know, right? Rand's single. I think the only reason you're single is because men don't think they're good enough. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. If you were single, what do you think people would say? I'd say I'd say the men same are thing. too intimidated by me. I would say, I would say <laughs> she looks like she's walking like she's gonna fuck, fuck somebody, somebody up. <laughs> For sure. Oh. Or I'll tell you what my friend said back in the day. Oh, he please s- tell me. He said that the only reason you're single is because no man is alpha enough for you. That is spot on. <laughs> You're like, I need an alpha. I need an alpha. Oh, Steve's pretty fucking alpha. Yeah, Steve is alpha. Yeah. Steve is alpha. Power couple goals. Okay, enough about the freaking eye surgery. What's going on in your life, Christina? Okay, well, first of all, we. I feel like I have not been in LA for an entire month. No, you Because we did New York Fashion Week, and then we went back out there for my grandfather's birthday, and we had to stay out there for some family stuff. And then Steve and I went to the Bahamas, which was so much fun. And I feel like I just need to fill you guys in on that because we've talked a lot about, like, we don't take vacations. We take trips. Yes. And this was a true vacation. Relaxation. Relaxation. Yeah. And I freaking loved it. And we went to Bahamar, which is in the Bahamas. I've actually been there before. It's a resort. I honestly don't know if it's your vibe, but it's a vibe. Is it like an adults-only resort? <laughs> it's not an adults-only resort. Oh. But... There was actually, now that I think about it, like five kids. Okay. There was not that many kids. We went in the off season because this was technically hurricane season. And we also booked it like two days before we went. Mm. So I would say if you're going this time of year, like just be careful of the weather. I think we felt really confident in our decision because literally we're like, okay, you could see the 10-day forecast. You're not gambling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because it was off season, there was virtually no one there. We felt like we had this resort to ourselves. It was so much fun. Like, we got to, like, just eat amazing food, relax, be in the sea all day. I read a book and a half, which was really exciting for me. Oh, my God. And, like, did nothing but relax. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to create any content on this trip. This is not a content (laughs) creation trip, right? So you, because you said you're like, I packed nothing. I I would have nothing to shoot. I said, I am not even packing clothes because I don't want to have to feel pressure to shoot anything. So I get there. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you fucking wearing? <laughs> like you, I actually packed no clothes. Just swimsuits? I packed two swimsuits mm-hmm. and like a pair of jeans and two dresses. Amazing. Did you feel like free? You're like, okay. I did, I did feel free. I did. A part of me was like, wait, this is kind of annoying. Like you have nothing cute that you brought with you that Fair. like, you know what I mean? Like why? But like also I'm like, what were you thinking? But then at the same time, I was like, no pressure. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. So it felt really good. It was really, really fun. And I loved it. And I feel like, I just needed a real vacation. And then I was like, oh, we're going to create no content. But then I ended up spending like two hours trying to do a music video of the tube girl. And like, oh my you know, God. that like, what is it? Tate McRae. Is that her last name? I don't know. I, I would try and sing this song, but I would be so embarrassed because I'm so tone deaf. <laughs> just try it. Just no, try dude, it. I can't. I can't even. Gosh, I, 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 sh- I tried shooting this for two hours and I can't think of one single word. 
No, I'm so embarrassed. No, just try it. Just give it all in three. No, I can't do it. Just really. I know that. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I know that you want me. I would want myself. You know what I'm talking about? Honestly, I don't. No, you don't. I think you're just not doing a good job. Ready? Just really try. You put everything on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at me like I'm somebody else. I said, I know that you. I will want myself. You know this song. <laughs> no. No, I'm really, and I thought it was going to be, the, I'm a size two big bitch. In no, my no, no, no. Come on, come on. Think, think. So I need to play it for you. Look, I'm going to play it for you, and you're just not in tune to pop culture right now. You don't know what's uh, going on, okay? Because uh, I'm pretty sure it's a bold statement. I know it sounded exactly like that. Ready? Yeah, 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 you. <laughs> like, I was, I was, I got the all. Me. I don't, I don't want, want myself. myself. <laughs> See, didn't I do a good job? Okay, now that I hear it, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so I created no content besides <laughs> a music video like that for two hours in front of everyone. I, I was can like, just wow. hear it going on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. repeat. So, oh, wow. anyways, that's a little life update. But I actually have a huge, huge life update, which I'm so excited to share. But a little bit more on that later. Okay. For now, what are you obsessed with, Ray? Well... I have two obsessed with, and one of them is the same as okay. yours. Number one, my little sister called me, and she's like, have you watched the new episode of The Kardashians? Mm. And I have not watched The Kardashians since it moved to Hulu. I just, like, found it boring. But this one was so funny because Chloe has this, like, irrational fear of whales. And it was just really funny. Oh, there were some funny parts. I saw parts. her tweeting something about, guys, stop sending me photos of whales. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just love Chloe, and I just was, like, dying laughing at this. But it was so funny because the whole episode was them eating. I'm not joking you. They were on vacation in Cancun or Cabo, sorry. And everything was around, like, they just were focusing on so much B-roll of the food. Every main scene was them eating the food. And I was like, I wonder if it's because they've gotten so much, like, backlash recently about how skinny they are and how thin they are. They're trying to really focus on, like, the food and eating. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just a weird thought. but Or is that because that's all you do on vacation is, like, eat? Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Good point. We'll have to see. I just was like, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. But my other obsession that I've watched is The Golden Bachelor. This is my obsessed with, too. I am... I was crying I, within the first couple minutes. Oh, my God. I Were was, you crying, too? I was crying, specifically at the woman who went on for her friend who has cancer. Oh. And they loved The Bachelor. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry right now. All of their stories were just whether they've lost a partner or have, like... I don't know. It was just like, I'm getting emotional. And what about Jerry? That gentleman, that sweet... Wait, I thought his name was Gary. What about Gary? <laughs> I'm like, I'm so obsessed. I don't even fucking know his name. No, wait, I don't... <laughs> wait, can someone fact check? Someone Gary? Fact- Gary? Jerry? Okay, the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> the Golden Bachelor. No, he I is- love him. He is... When he was telling his story about... Oh, about his wife, Tony. I was crying. And their was high like, school sweethearts. Steve's like, are you seriously crying right now? I'm like, <laughs> are you not? Do you have a heart? Do you have a heart? He's so sweet. And I, his daughter, sorry. Uh, and his granddaughters. And like, does he have granddaughters? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he does. I'm pretty sure. Did we even watch the show? No, I did. We're like, we're so obsessed with this, I but did. we know nothing about it. I did. No, but I, I, I think he does. I think he does. But you know what I really loved? Okay, so number one. Well, I was watching with my mom, and I'm like, Mom, you're the age of these ladies. I'm like, you could go on The Golden Bachelor. And then we were joking because I was like, 
you better, if dad went on the Golden Bachelor, mm. he would be eaten alive. My father would be eaten alive by these women. Mm. They were, I was cracking up with like, they were kind of vulgar. This woman was like, look at these heels. I'm okay with six inches. Yeah, <laughs> so no. I was like, oh my God. But I really loved how I feel like they weren't taking themselves so seriously. Like I just feel with them being more mature, they're truly just themselves. And like they're all dancing around in the living room, like being silly. And it was really refreshing. So refreshing. And also, I don't think I told you this, but one of my mom park friends, her husband worked on The Bachelor and I was talking to him about Golden Bachelor for a while. And I was like, tell me about it. And he's like, I can't really tell you that much about it, Christina. Yeah. True. But he's like, I will tell you, the women are amazing. He's like, they're all so confident. They're all so cool. Yes. And as soon as I watched it, I was like, wow, these women know who they are. They yeah. don't care. It was so refreshing. I love seeing their confidence. I also love seeing like their zest for life. And it was such a great reminder that like life doesn't slow down or stop unless you allow it to. Mm -hmm. And that your age doesn't define you. You define your age. So I thought I it was it. so, so great. And I too think it's kind of like, I don't know, I just love, I feel like, again, I never really watched The Bachelor, so it's hard for me to compare, but it just was really refreshing on like someone who's single and dating, like really looking for the important things like in, not about looks, not about this, like it's mm -hmm. really that like connection and that like, I mean, they're all stunning and I mean, yeah, Gary can get it. He's yeah, hot. He's hot. But I just feel like it's so heartwarming and I'm just really excited to watch this. I'm going to be watching every week. Did I tell you that we were trying to get Steve's mom to yes. audition for it? So she watched it too. And what Steve, Steve is so cute hearing him talk to his mom about it. He's like, mom, you got to do it. And it's like the way he hypes her up is so freaking cute. Yeah. And she goes, I could never kiss someone on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so she is like, she's like, I know you guys think I'm like funny and I like am adventures but I'm actually quite shy I can't do it but we're like let's see um, yeah but anyways it, would be, oh. it was like just cute for hearing him wanting her to find someone again you know yeah no since she's a widow but yeah oh. I, I think it's so I great and I on. honestly kind of feel like they should get rid of the real bachelor I feel like that is unnecessary it's and also done. what I love about this is like okay let's be real there are a lot of relationships that have come out of the bachelor franchise most of them from bachelor in paradise but most people are going on there for fame. Yeah. And if they fall in love, awesome. Great. But I feel like these women, it just feels refreshing. It does. It feels like they're there for the right reasons. No, it really does feel <laughs> yeah. like they're there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean, because to be honest, like when you're at that age, I feel like you just probably don't care as much about the, like the fame and trying to make this career mm -hmm. and yada, yada. Oh, I just, I'm really excited for this series. I think this will be like my new favorite thing. I'm so happy that you're finally watching it. I know, be so finally good. we agree on a freaking TV show. Everyone was like, oh my God, Matt James' mom's gonna be on there. Mom's gonna be on there. She had zero screen time and yeah. didn't get a rose. I was like, that was kind of strange. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she'll for sure probably get a rose to keep her on on, on screen because like she's in the franchise. And then I was like, oh, they cut her right out. Okay. Which I kind of also like because I was like, oh, he doesn't feel like pressure to like keep someone around who's yeah. not interested in, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Edith's hair was also the topic I want. One thing I want to know. She she was the first one who got out of the limo with the gold dress. Mm. She had the silver hair. Oh, my out. gosh. She was freaking stunning. Oh, my God. Stunning. Okay. Yeah. And this is something that Steve and I argue about too because Steve is like very big on beautiful older women and like... <laughs> And thinks that, like, a woman, like, who just ages gracefully and, like, keeps her, like, natural hair and stuff like that is, like, so much more stunning. Yeah. And 
anyways, I'm like, Steve, like, just because I was, look at her hair. She's an anomaly. Do you know, you know what I mean? Her hair is stunning. Beautiful. She was, all of them were so beautiful. All of them were beautiful. But her hair, I was like, wow. Yeah. I'll was- never have <laughs> Even in my prime. Even in my prime, my hair is not looking like that. Oh my gosh, forget about it. Yeah. Okay, obsessed with The Golden Bachelor. Do you have any more obsessed or should we get into your big life update? I think we should get into my big life update. We're right. The people are waiting. I cannot tell you how many days I have said, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. to work out and start my morning off right. Spoiler, I say pretty much every day and haven't once woke up for a 5 a.m. workout. My ideal world, my morning routine would begin with me waking up early, going to the gym, coming home, showering, reading, and then having my AG1 and coffee in peace before the kids wake up. None of that ends up happening besides drinking my AG1 and having my coffee, but at least I'm consistent with that. I gave AG1 a try because it's super hard for me to stay consistent with vitamins and supplements, but AG1 makes it so easy because it replaces your multivitamin probiotic in one simple drinkable habit. I also love the taste of it. It's kind of hard to describe. It has just a hint of sweetness and I mix it in with my ice cold water and it is so refreshing. I normally drink it all in one shot, but honestly, I have been known to sip on it throughout the day as well. It's so good. Just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition I need and supports energy, focus, strength, and clarity with 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced ingredients. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com cc. That's drinkag1.com cc and check it out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everyone, I am back in therapy. It feels so good. I'm so proud of myself. And this week, my therapist gave me a little homework, and it's to write down and just observe what are my fears, my desires, and my boundaries. Okay, and this is something that I really have not thought about before, And I think it's really good for me to slow down and kind of take note of these things instead of just like bulldozing through my day. Because I feel like sometimes I get in my own way by avoiding these things. Like I love to sweep things under the rug um, instead of dealing with them. And I feel like facing them head on is really obviously the only way to grow and work through these things. So I love that therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's totally online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash competent collective today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash competent collective. Well, you guys, for the past three plus years, you have heard me go back and forth East Coast, West Coast. Do we buy a house in LA? Do we buy a house in New Jersey? And, well, we finally made a decision, and we're buying a house in New Jersey. Woo! 
Finally, a decision has been made. A decision has been made. I selfishly am so excited. I, I'm really, really excited too. Honestly, it's been such a journey. There's been so much back and forth, right? Oh my gosh, gosh. that's all I've heard about for three years. Oh, <laughs> uh, me too. And I honestly, I don't... It's weird because I honestly am like, still sometimes I'm like, am I making the right decision? And I kind of feel like I will always feel this sense of like uncertainty until we actually do it. And I'm just so excited to have a decision made because we've been living in this limbo for so long Mm -hmm. where I feel like it's almost like halted our lives in a way where now I feel like I can confidently like start planning my life. Yeah. So how do you feel like you got to this? Okay, it's been three years of being like, oh, I don't know what to do. Do I want to live on the East Coast, West Coast? We love California. We love New Jersey. Like, how did you finally be like, okay, we're buying this house in New Jersey. Was it a feeling? Was it the house? What was it? It was a bunch of different things. I think part of me was like, I think we just need to do it because if we don't do it, I will never know and I I will always regret not knowing. Mm -hmm. I also think it's a kind of a mindset shift because nothing is permanent and I feel like I was making this decision as this was a decision for the rest of our lives. Right. And I'm like, okay, my sons are two and a half and eight months. It's not like they're like in high school and we're trying to like move or whatever. I feel like we have flexibility in our careers. Our kids are still super young. Let's just try something new. Also, this is like really random. And we've kind of already made the decision before this. But there's this TikToker who I met at New York Fashion Week. Her name is Zandra. We have the same manager. And I was talking to her about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I live in LA, but we might move to the East Coast. But like, I'm not really sure what to do. Like, I I keep going back and forth. She was like, oh, how long have you been in LA for? And I was like, almost 12 years. She was like, 12 years? (laughs) She was like, girl, you done did LA. Like, LA's been done. And I was like, she's 22 years old, probably. Yeah. And it was like that perspective from a 22-year-old honestly made me really reflect. I was like, she's fucking right. It's been 12 years. You've experienced this. Like, try something new. Yeah. And I love what you said about it's not permanent. Like, you, if you move to New Jersey for a few years, like, no one's, you're not like, no one's holding you down to be like, you can never move back anywhere else. Like, exactly. Like, maybe LA is not our future home either. Whoever knows. And honestly, maybe we'll love it. And I hope we'll love it so much that we won't ever want to leave. Like, who knows? Um, But then I think what really capped it off is we've been looking on both coasts. And we found this house, and it is in my favorite neighborhood in New Jersey. I love this neighborhood so much. It was always a dream neighborhood of mine. From growing up, I just think it's so magical. And I love this street. It's so charming and so cute. Oh, it just, like, has all the vibes and all the feels. And I was able to really picture, like, my kids learning to ride their bikes on this street. I was picturing being able to walk around this neighborhood. Like, I was able to see my future life in a way that I hadn't in any other home that we've seen before. Did you feel like your feeling when you were there looking at it was different than other places you've looked at? Yes. Mm. I did feel like it was very different. Are you crying? No. Oh. Surprisingly, I'm not. That's fucking new for me. (laughs) I thought you were crying. I probably will at some point in this episode. I could see Christian riding his bike. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, but you know what? I did a TikTok about this and I'm going to, I'll link it in the show notes because we had to write a letter to the owners to try and get this house. And I was writing it in Equinox hysterically crying (laughs) like because I really like it is crazy when you can when you think about your kids growing up in a house and like building that future for them so it is really really emotional yeah um also when we were when we saw this house because it's been such a challenge trying to buy a house 
on an opposite coast. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. There's so many factors that go into it. There's limited time. Like Steve and I are trying to like go look at homes. We're trying to do inspections. It's been really, really complicated. But when we were leaving this house, we saw a young family walking by. They had like two little girls and a dog and like a husband and wife, whatever. And I literally stopped our car in the middle of the street. This is when we were there for inspections. And I said, I was like, excuse me, excuse me. We're like looking in this neighborhood. I just want to like talk to you guys. You have like a young family. Like how long have you lived here for? Yeah. They're probably like this crazy bitch. I literally was like, Steve, stop the car. <laughs> I like pretty much like rolled out of the passenger <laughs> seat. I was like, Steve, I need to talk to this family. And the husband would like literally looked at me and goes, this is the best street in America. <gasps> it was like every single house from here on out has young kids. We have block parties. And he's like, you will love it here. We love it here so much. We never want to leave. And it was just like, you know, when you just like have a good feeling, yeah. a good vibe. So I think that was it. And I honestly told Steve, I was like, I think this is our house. And if it's not our house and I don't want to move to New Jersey anymore. Like, I just felt like strongly about this house, this house. and this neighborhood and like, this is like what's, I it felt like this would be the right fit for us. Mm. So yeah, I'm really excited. <sighs> I'm so excited for you. It feels like it was just very kismet. Things were lining up. Yeah. Um, what were the things that you were like keeping you feeling like you wanted to maybe stay in LA? The number one thing is Steve's family. So mm. Steve's family, he grew up in Staten Island. His family's, most of the family is there. But his immediate family moved to California like six years ago. So we are leaving them behind. Which That's is hard. like honestly gut wrenching. That was, could make me cry because I'm like that is like what I like sleep have like sleepless nights about because I feel so bad leaving them. But especially like his mom because like Nicholas is so attached to her mm. and like his whole family. Like we love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I think that is really really hard for me. Yeah. But I what I will say about them and especially his mom. His mom has been like so supportive of this move, which is like the nicest thing in the entire world because yeah. she doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I feel like she can make us feel like really guilty about it. And she's always like, I feel like we have the best of both worlds now. She's like, oh, and I feel like the house is big enough for her to come stay for extended periods of time, like his whole family. So yeah, that is one thing. Two, I truly think California in general, but Los Angeles is stunning. I think it's so beautiful. I am someone that like the environment, my environment makes me really, really happy. Totally. And I think more than most people, because I was talking to my neighbor about this. She was like, oh, I'm so, you're so lucky that you're leaving. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, I grew up here. I was like, she's like, I was like, oh, I was like, I actually like love LA. Like, I'm not leaving because I don't like LA. You know, yeah. I think it's beautiful. I was like the mountains, this like the ocean, the trees, like the flowers, everything. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, bitch, look around. It's stunning here. So yeah. I just, like, love the natural landscape. And two, like, I love how most people in L.A., at least from people I surround myself with, have, like, really creative careers. Totally. And I think that as a creative and as someone who's an entrepreneur, I think it's really inspiring to be around other creatives and other entrepreneurs. And I feel like there's a lot of room for collaboration mm -hmm. in this city. And I feel like it's constantly moving and inspiring. So... I very much knew that I would not, I did not want to move to New York City. So we'd be moving to New Jersey, which is like the suburbs. So like, yeah. we are leaving that city life. Even though LA feels like a very suburban city, we are leaving that city life for the suburbs, which is like a huge change that I am scared of. Totally. But I do feel like you, because you are an entrepreneur and you are a creative, I think you're going to attract those people. Mm -hmm. And like, I think you'll probably be surprised by who you connect with when you totally when you get there. And I think for a while we were kind of like grouping 
like literally the people in New Jersey as a whole of like the type of people that live there. I'm like, wait, like that's so silly. And that's like yeah. small minded. Like there's so many people who do so many different jobs and live in the city and also New York City is so close too. So yeah, I think we'll get that. Okay. So you moved, how many years ago was it? 12 years? It'll be 12 years in November. That is insane. Insane. What was your life like when you first moved here? When I first moved here, I was like, I was going to say I'm sing- I was single, but I moved here with Steve. <laughs> I don't even know. I was, I was single. 22, single, living the life. Steve's like, what? Like, we moved here together. No, didn't you say you were like, I'm moving to LA and Steve's like, okay, I'm coming? Yeah. I literally was like, it was so weird when I decided to move to LA. I just felt so confident. It was like the weirdest thing. I like sprung out of bed one morning with this gut feeling and like, I need to move to LA. Mm-hmm. And I've never had like such a crazy gut feeling like that. And I think that's what's made this move difficult for me because I haven't had that like gut reaction. Like this yeah. is what you need to do. But then again, like I was 22. I had a boyfriend that I loved. But at the same time, I felt so young and like I had so many passions that I felt like I can kind of do anything and be what whoever I wanted to be. Whereas now I feel like I still could do that, but I have more responsibility. You're thinking about three other people. Exactly. More than three other, but like you're, you know, totally. Steve, the, the situation's very different. Yeah. So I moved here. I decided to move because where I was living in New Jersey was at my parents' house, which is like a 35, 40 minute train ride from the city. Mm-hmm. I had no like career job at the moment. You know, I was trying to like figure out what I was trying to do. I was like taking hosting classes. I was like working at Nordstrom. It made no sense to move to New York, New York City, which is so expensive, mm-hmm. when I didn't really have this like nine to five job that I felt like I needed to have yeah. where I could live at my parents' house and save money and just commute and do things. But I was felt so stifled at my parents' house. I was like, this is so bad for me. I need to get out. So I was like, oh, I just... Just seems like the natural next just step. Just seems, you know, for just ha- across the country. Yeah, and also, Easy. like, I just grew up, like, on the OC and, like, Laguna Beach. <laughs> and, like, I just very much felt, like, called to Los Angeles. Yeah. And Steve used to work in L.A. He used to come out here for acting and modeling jobs all the time. So he loved Los oh, Angeles. I didn't know that he was coming out here before you guys oh, moved Oh, yeah. Here. Steve always loved L.A. He, like, lived here for a couple months at a time, like— Oh before he even met me. So Steve would come out here a lot for jobs. Oh, okay, okay. So he that. already loved Los Angeles. Yeah. And also, like, before I moved to L.A. and woke up with that gut feeling, I just knew I needed to move somewhere. Sometimes I was like, should I just take, like, an English teaching job in Thailand? Like, these were other things I was exploring. Yeah. And he's always like, mm, I don't really think that's a good idea. <laughs> and then when I moved to L.A., he was like, wait, I want to come with you. And I was like, let's do it. So I very much knew, like, I wanted to be with Steve and wanted to do this move. But, like... It, it still very much felt like we were exploring the city, like, together as a couple, but also, like, living our, our own separate lives as well, you know? Mm-hmm. When I came here, I was working at Nordstrom. I was, like, hustling. Yeah. I was, like, doing After Buzz TV. I was, like, trying to do all these hosting jobs, trying to do, like, my— I already had my blog at the time, like, a lot, 12 years ago, almost yeah. 12 years ago. That's so, so I was crazy. just, like, hustling on all these different things and, like, couldn't figure anything out. Is it weird to, like, look back now and see where you are now— Obviously married, two kids, running, like, two successful businesses and look back on, like, where you first started when you moved here. It's so weird because I honestly haven't had a chance to reflect on that until I started, like, writing things down for this episode. And I was like, wait, like, you've actually accomplished a lot since you've been out here. Like, this is crazy. You're a completely different person than who you were when you came here. I, uh, I always feel like these times when you have, like, a big shift or a change, like, when I moved to New York, it really made me reflect back on, like, 
holy shit, like I've done a lot of things mm-hmm. and like it's good for us. I think who we're guilty of just kind of bulldozing through things and being like, what's next? What's next? To really slow down and look at your life here for the mm-hmm. past 12 years right. and what you've done and what's changed and how you've grown and evolved is important to do. Totally. And I'm not someone who's good at that because I'm no. someone who takes things day by day and I hit like one milestone, I get one job and it's like, never chance to reflect on it or like I'm bulldozing like you said like even this morning I like literally woke up I was like I said to Steve I was like I just feel like a loser right now I can't get anything done he's like what he's like do you see like how much stuff you're getting done and I was like oh like it's hard for me to like be like that have that outside perspective on my own life sometimes yeah so like really trying to force myself to do it has been really, really nice because I am really proud of what I built. And I feel like everyone, besides Steve, I will say, I feel like some people doubted me. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what are you trying to do? Like, what yeah. is the stupid internet stuff? What is the stupid blog? Like, yeah. you're embarrassing. Why are you taking photos of yourself? And it was everyone from like family who not necessarily doubted me as a person, but, you know, like really just wanted a more stable life for myself. Totally. So like, I remember people who I worked with, like always kind of like making me feel cringe for like going and taking outfit photos outside of Nordstrom. And I was like, no, I need to like take an outfit photo today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I'd get teased and I was like, I still stuck to it no matter what. And look at you now. Yes, I'm really proud of the evolution. Well, the one phase of your LA life that I am literally my biggest regret. (laughs) I know you're going to say. That I missed was Christina's. You you people don't understand, like, the stories Christina has from her party phase in L.A. <laughs> she was at parties with Justin Bieber. Haley was crying over Justin at a party. Like, you I forgot really? I told you about that. Yeah. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. They're married now. Yeah. But, like, you really had kind of a really L.A. crazy party phase, which I never really, I don't really think I had in my L.A. days. But, like, I regret not being part of that and knowing you during that LA era. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. We had the best party face ever. First of all, there was like this bar called the Hudson in which we'd go to every Sunday and Monday night with like my group of friends because it was like half off drinks. Yeah. And we worked retail. So like Sunday, Mondays were like the slow days. You know what I mean? So we would, that was like a party face in itself. Like literally just getting. Wait, is that the one on La Cienega? No, RIP. I cannot believe it's closed. You're thinking of the Belmont, I think. Oh, the Belmont. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah. the Belmont too. The Hudson was on Crescent in Santa Monica. Oh. If you know, you know, it was just the best. But then I had a party phase where, like, literally I was invited to Justin Bieber's birthday party. We were going to Justin Bieber's birthday party. Then this, I personally wasn't invited, actually. Okay, I was a plus one. details don't matter. I was a plus one, okay? I feel like I had to, like, just like, throw that disclaimer out. Let me get out, this okay? off my there, I know. But I was there, partying. And then there was another time where it's like, I was going to record something. And my friend called me. She was like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, I have this job I have to do. She was like, can you cancel it? I was like, why? She's like, because we're going to Kendall Jenner's birthday party at the Nice Guy. And I was like, I don't think I can go. <laughs> I don't think I can go. And I was sitting outside of this job I had to go to, which, by the way, was an unpaid job. Oh, my God. And I honestly love your commitment. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I was like, I'm fucking going to Kendall Jenner's <laughs> birthday party. Okay, Kanye was there, Kim, Drake, like every single person you could ever imagine wanting to be in a room with. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. the coolest thing ever. And yeah, this party phase was just probably like two years, three years. Yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, wow. And Regrets. You know what I think about? Steve was not there for any of it. No, literally, I was I like, would, leave. Steve, would Steve just like drop you off and pick you up? Kind of. 
Why was he not part? Yeah, I mean, he just like didn't didn't party and yeah, didn't, didn't care that like you were. He, he was, was just like, like you go to your thing. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so funny. It's so funny. Oh my god, I love that party face so much. It is so funny thinking about that party face, like juxtaposed to my life now here with two kids. So different. So so different. So different. What are you going to miss the most about LA? And then what are you most excited for about like this next chapter? I think I'm just going to miss kind of what I said before, like just the natural landscape. I feel like I do have a lot of friends in the city. I'm going to miss my friends. Mm-hmm. I think in a way I'm going to just miss like, not that I won't have freedom where I'm going to be, but like I kind of just feel like we can do whatever we want whenever we want here. There's like no familial ties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to miss that a little bit, but it's weird because when I think about what I'm going to miss, like I don't really get sad. Like I'm going to miss these things. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel like I'll be coming back to LA so often anyway. So, yeah, it's weird. I don't necessarily like, am sad about what I'm going to miss, which I, I guess that's is kind of a good, good sign. sign. That's a good sign. The only thing I'm really going to miss is Steve's family, I would yeah. say. That's like the main thing. Yeah. Other than that, like... It's like the weather. Okay, but you'll be back. Yeah. Honestly. And to yeah. be honest with you, like the weather is amazing. I freaking do love the weather yeah. here. But I kind of do miss like a change of seasons. Mm-hmm. And this is something I might be eating my words. Okay, I might be eating my words because we're about to move as winter starts. And I might be like, what the fuck were you thinking, Christina? Okay, but a cozy, snowy Christmas. That's what I'm saying. The this, fire, the kids playing in the snow. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like there's so much more to look forward to that, yeah. to be honest with you, like, the weather, like, I'm like, eh, kind of over it. You know, yeah. there's mosquitoes now here. That was like a well, huge we draw to LA, like... <laughs> If I'm going to be eaten alive, I might as well have a nice backyard and be eaten alive in my backyard. You know what totally, I mean? Totally. I don't know. What am I most looking forward to mm-hmm. is building a home. Because mm-hmm. I feel like even my apartment, I love my apartment so much, but I kind of feel like I have never even like fully decorated it. I yeah. just never let myself feel completely settled in a way. Because you knew it was always going to be kind of temporary. I always knew it was going to be temporary, which like, fine, part of me is like, oh, you should have just... And granted, I have decorated most of it. Do you know what I mean? But there are certain things that, like, I would have done more, you know? Yeah. But I just always felt temporary where now I'm, like, excited to actually make a real home, mm-hmm. like, with my family. I'm also excited just to be with my family in general, to be with my siblings, my sister, to go hang out with her, go do things in the city. We have, like, kids together to yeah. just watch them grow up together. I'm excited to go to Home Goods with my mom. No, that's I have stuff re- like that. Like you know? just having to be like, Mom, can I pop over on a Sunday afternoon? Like totally. that is what I think is so so special. And I miss that about family. Mm-hmm. So that's so nice to have your family nearby. And I love hosting and I'm excited just to create an environment where everyone can come over. I mm-hmm. really want my home to feel like an open door. Yeah. And I'm just really, really excited about that. I'm also excited to just be out of my comfort zone a little bit and meet new people. Right. And like I said, like we've made a lot of friends out here and we have a lot of friends, but everything in the past year or two has felt temporary. And even like with friends from like Nicholas to school or like friends from the park, like I never, I haven't felt like I'm all in on anything or anyone because I always just felt like, how long we am I going to be here for? Yeah. So I'm just excited to put roots in, you know? Mm-hmm. And what else? I'm also excited to see what happens with my career. Yeah. And like how that shift will be, like working more out of New York City. I'm excited for some content switches now that I can lean more into like my Greek Martha Stewart era. I am so excited. I really think the Mizzias brand needs to really go into Greek Martha Stewart. I think so like, too. M- m- honestly, I'm like... 
I don't even like mom bloggers. Sorry to mom bloggers. But you, I'm into it. I need you to lean in. You'll have space to do like a Greek spread. Oh, it's going to be really good. So I'm, I think there's like a I'm lot excited. of- Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I think it's going to be great. I'm just like excited to see like the, an evolution of who I am. Mm-hmm. And also of Steve, like granted, like there's people here that will be, be missing, but like even Steve, like, he has so many friends there. I feel like our people are there. Yeah. We both grew up there. Like, so we have so many friends. So it'll be really, really fun. Yeah. And I think it's too just good to sometimes when you're just put yourself in a new environment, you feel a little bit more inspired, more creative. Totally. You just start seeing things in a new way. So I think for everybody in the family, it's just going to be a really exciting new chapter for your family. It's going to be so exciting. I will say, I feel like I have learned a lot of things making this decision. Please tell. Because I, I think a lot of people are kind of in your shoes mm-hmm. where they feel maybe pulled between two places. And like, this is a big decision. I think that I had to, one, stop listening to my own negative noise. Mm. Because I think a lot of the reasons I didn't want to move back to New Jersey was because I felt like since that's where I grew up, it was me like regressing or me settling. Mm, interesting. And then I was like, why do I feel like that? That makes no sense. Like when you think about it, just because you're choosing to move back to the same state, it's not even, it's not like I'm moving back to my hometown or something like not that. Like you're even, moving in with your parents. Right. And even if I was like, who yeah. fucking cares? Stop setting these limitations on myself or like of what I thought my life needs to look like. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like new, 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 like bigger, better, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, like, being comfortable in a way is okay. Like going back to your people is okay. You're, you're not regressing by doing what you want mm-hmm. and what feels right to you. Sometimes we get so caught up in what everyone else is doing and moving and we think that it's, yeah, we need to have new, bigger, better, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, who's to say that moving back home isn't better for you? Right. Or, you know, you know it's, I feel like with these decisions, sometimes the outside noise, or like you said, even your own noise, mm-hmm. which I do think is influenced from outside people, Definitely. can really blur and affect getting in tune with what you actually want. For sure. And there ha- that's been like another major thing is stop listening to outside noise. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot even tell you how many people have an opinion on New Jersey or East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's like really affected me a lot. And I've been like seeking outside validation. And I, I, I realized I, even though we're making this happen, like this is happening, I'm still seeking outside validation <laughs> or I'm still like hearing what other people are saying. Like for instance, we just had dinner with Steve's family at this place in Thousand Oaks. And it's this pizza shop. And like the guy who owns it is from Brooklyn. They have a place in Brooklyn, Staten Island, whatever. He lives out here now. He's like, oh, where are you guys from? They're like, Steve and his brother are like, oh, we're from Staten Island. He's like, you live out here now? They're like, yeah. He's like, how much better, man, right? He's like, this is the place. He's like, you would have to be an absolute fucking psychopath to move back there. My God, I hate it there. But well, he kept going on and on and on. He's like, so where in LA do you guys live? And like Steve's brother said his. And then we're like, oh, we live here, but we're actually moving, moving back. And he's like, oh, Oh, yeah. He's like, and we told him, he's like, oh, that's a nice area. You'll be fine. But I'm like, okay. I started being like, oh my gosh. Like, are we making the right decision? I'm like, I don't even know who this man is. I don't know what his priorities are. Like, who cares what this man thinks? I've literally, 
listen to him for two seconds. Don't know anything about him except that he, he makes a great pie pizza. He, he knows good pizza. He knows good pizza it. and that's all that matters, okay? Yeah. His pizza was really good. So I just feel like no matter what, I have to stop listening to other people because then all people be like, oh my gosh, LA is such a shithole. How could you live there? And I'm like, no, like I actually love LA. So like no matter what, people are so yeah. polarizing in their opinions and you just have to like, I've learned to have to have the confidence to know that what I'm doing is right for me and my family. And it's not easy. It hasn't been easy. Still, sometimes I'm like having those nights where I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? But I am trusting my own gut. And that's all that matters. And like literally, I feel like no matter what your situation is in life, whether you're going through a big move, whether you're changing your jobs, whether you like like a guy that you, you're you worried about that your friends think are ugly, like who cares? The only opinion that matters is yours and your family. And that is it. Mm-hmm. So I really had to like learn to stop listening to the outside noise. Well, I'm so proud of you because this is something you've been working on for a long time. Like I haven't even seen anything of the house. I haven't seen anything because you have really been keeping this honed in. I feel like you've really stopped seeking a lot of outside opinions Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, zoning in on what you want. I'm just so proud of you. I've not showed anyone besides my immediate family who have gone to see the house for us because we literally put an offer on this house without actually seeing it in person. I've not sent anyone the listing. I'm not showing anyone photos of it because I don't want to hear anyone's opinion. And you're right, that does feel really good. It's good. But like, also, I kind of want to see it now. But also, now I'm freaking terrified because when this episode comes out and I share this news, we will not have closed on the house yet. The house is supposed to close on October 17th. And I made this decision to share it because I was like, you know what? Like, you guys are coming on this journey with me. Knock on wood, everything goes smooth. But it's not easy planning a cross-country move and we can get into logistics and all that in another episode. Right now, I'm just here for... The movement, the excitement, the energy. And I was like, you know what? Stop hiding it. Let's just bring this positive energy towards it. It's something that's happening. Let's get excited, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm so, so glad. So wish us luck that everything goes speedy and successfully and no problems happen. It will. I'll come over and help unpack. Hang out with... Actually, I'll just hang out with the kids while you guys unpack. Yeah, just do that. You can entertain them. I'll entertain and it goes in Christian. Ray came over for a second today. And right before she came over, I come out of the bathroom and Nicholas drew all over our walls. I was like, oh, fantastic. I was, he was clean. He was trying to clean he it. He was trying to clean it afterwards. Fine. He is so much like me when I was a kid. It's so funny. I feel like we're kidding. <laughs> really? No. Okay. Like, sorry, this is a little tangent, but like him wearing his outfits and costumes mm-hmm. and stuff, that was me. I dressed in the weirdest things. My mom would just be like, okay, wear whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Drawing on the walls. I drew all over the walls. I was so particular with his sunglasses and all this. Mm-hmm. I just think Nicholas and I are kindred spirits. I think so too. I told him you're coming over and I was like, do you remember who Ryan is? Do you remember what she got you? And he like remembered the superhero outfit and oh it was really God. cute. Yeah. Well, I'm just so excited to be able to hang out with the kids more and hang out with you guys because you're going to be just a short I guess I take the ferry. I don't know. We got to figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But we're all so excited for you. Thanks. The Confident Collective is moving to the East Coast. We're no longer bi-coastal. And we'll get into more of like the nitty gritty updates on the moving process mm-hmm. as it unfolds. Yeah. But it's all going to be great. It's all going to be great. And thank you guys because I know you've been along for the ride. So I'm just excited to share this journey with you. And this new era, I'm really, really, really excited. I'm really excited. Woo! All right. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for um, tuning in today. And we'll see you here next week. See you next week. Guys.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.